Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of the dip. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were almost there. <laughs> I really was close. <laughs> we'll just leave it. <laughs> yeah. With an element of baking is what I meant to say. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, we were so close. Uh, okay, anyway. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, is there a bake this week? Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, I am slacking. Fine, you busy, you're a busy woman. Busy yeah. mommy. Yeah, um, new mom, slacking off. I, I know, I, I was, I looked at you and I expected you to ask me that, like, because every, t- every week, Emily goes, so, what'd you bake this week, Casey? And so I was waiting for her to ask me that, but I don't know what my answer was. And been. then you wanted me to answer it as well. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Uh, Wait, let's see if I can just share a recipe that I have. So, uh, give us... Here, let's go through my process of how I decide what to bake. Okay. I'll openly talk through it. So, Emily, Mm -hmm. uh, give me a couple little facts about the murder. Okay, so this is um, the case of, like, Lori Vallow. So, her kids go missing and... Surprise, surprise. She's caught and uh, mm-hmm. with her ex-husband. And there's a lot of cra- like cults yeah. craziness. Weren't they like, didn't they go to Hawaii at one point? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so some something Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Yeah. Hawaii. Okay. Let's think. Um, so I can't, I, I want to do like, I was going to be like, oh, Hawaii pizza. But I've already done my pizza recipe. So really all it would be is add, add <laughs> pineapple. Ham and pineapple. So that's not really really um, good um you know what we could we can like look up like some kind of drink because that it would be more simple and oh post, like, malibu well that's california oh actually but, no like, i do have a drink something. i do have a drink okay okay so this one i think it's actually called like the hawaiian mimosa um Ooh. i saw it on tiktok so one second let me just see if i can find it because i know i saved it Okay, so the Hawaiian mimosa has obviously some bubbly. So get your favorite champagne. Mm. Um, and then also add some coconut rum to it. So Malibu. Okay. Um, and then the, so the coconut rum and then some pineapple juice. So instead of uh, orange juice, it's the pi- primary Ooh. is pineapple juice. Yum. And then you add a little bit of a splash of grenadine to change it, so it it kind of looks like a sunset. So it's yellow and got, has the red grenadine in it. Ooh. Fancy. Yes. Okay. And I would try that. It I sounds know. Good. It sounds so good. I saw it on TikTok, and I purposely saved it when I was pregnant because I was like, I am trying that drink. Okay. We'll have to make it. Yeah. It's definitely summertime. yeah. It's definitely a summertime drink. Um, and I I mean all of those. Cause you know sometimes when you when you make a drink, it's almost too much alcohol. Yeah. You know, especially if you don't typically like alcohol. That one specifically, I mean, you'll barely taste the alcohol because coconut rum tastes so good. Yeah. Then there's the bubbly, and that and the pineapple will just cover all that up. So mm-hmm. mm, I can't wait. Yum. So the okay. Hawaiian, no, the yeah the Hawaiian mimosa. Delicious. I assume. sounds good we will try it but we'll post the recipe so okay so yeah we decided to do this case of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell because there was actually breaking news yesterday which would have um actually Tuesday we were recording on a Thursday so Tuesday the 25th there was like breaking news with this Mm -hmm. case so it's ongoing so we'll continue to update it too as their trial starts in july this year right i'm sure a lot more facts will be brought to light and things will become more clear because all that i know is this this whole case is a hot mess oh yeah it was i i had heard about this case last year um like you know the beginning of 2020 june 2020 um like all over the news, like it was all over the news. But really, looking at it again now, pulling these facts together, there are things like I did not remember or did not know about it too. 
I have been following this case, I remember, since the kids first went missing. Not first went missing, but pretty shortly after, because it was pretty... Yeah watch nationwide news that they were pretty quick that they were yeah that they were missing yeah and then things started getting a little a little hanky mm-hmm. is that even a word i've only used hanky it, i've only heard it used when you're saying like panky panky <laughs> <laughs> i think i just made that up <laughs> hanky stinky i don't know i don't know what the phrase is fishy <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start saying hanky. It'll catch on. Sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> a little messed up. Hanky. <laughs> it'll be. You heard it here first. It'll be the new sheesh. <laughs> That's another Gen Z thing. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's okay. let's get started. This. Oh, and by the way, let's just preface this by saying. Um, this is a really, really sad case. Oh, yeah. um, it's really messed up. And we do tend to make light of things. Um, I think that's just kind of mine and Emily's way to... Um, cope. Yeah, cope with things. So don't think that we're not taking this seriously or that we um, in any way find this this funny. Because it's not. It's absolutely not. Yeah. But we really do um, try to find light in things, I guess. So, yeah. so when we were making... Um, when we're laughing and making jokes, we never want to do it at the expense of the families or anyone that might be hurting. So right. I'm, well, I'm sorry if we ever seem like we cross that line because we really don't mean to. No. Okay. Well, let's get started. All right. So this happened um, in quite a lot of places, but primarily um, Rexburg, Idaho, which is a Mormon community. Most of the population there is Mormon or um, Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. So if I say LDS, that's the name of the church going on. So the family history of Lori is very complicated. She has five husbands by the end of this story. Whoa. Um, and so the children she has are from like different people and it's kind of complicated. Oh, okay. So her two children who end up missing are JJ, who is seven when he goes missing, and Tylee, who is 17 when she goes missing. Mm. So JJ is not Lori's child. Kay and Larry Woodcock are jj's grandparents okay and um their son is jj's father but he was and the um there were, i couldn't find anything about him other than it just said he was unable to take care of jj and they don't say anything else about where he's been all this time or what what's wrong or you know strange so then this lori is now and right. has full custody of him? Well, Kay and Larry, the mm-hmm. grandparents, have custody of him. Okay. And Lori's third husband, Charles, is Kay's sister. I mean, brother. <laughs> okay. So, Kay and Larry are a little older, so they decide, you know, by the time JJ starts school, he's Larry's going to be like 65 or some, or he's going to be like 70. So they decide to let JJ be in the custody of Charles and his wife, Lori. Oh. So that's how JJ ends up with Lori. I see, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the family, like, complication ties are, like, yeah. a little hard to follow. Right. I had to, I had to like read the articles twice to figure out how JJ was related to them. Yeah. And so it, does it make sense the way I said it? He's basically Charles. I don't know what he is. I want to say nephew, but that's not right. It's like a cousin. Yeah. Like a second cousin or something. Yeah, I think it would be the second cousin. Yeah. Okay. It's his nephew's son. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So going back to Lori's kind of family history, she, her first husband is a guy named Nelson. Um, They married in high school. They just ran off together, probably like their senior year of high school. They were very young and they were only married for six weeks. Oh. And they had the marriage annulled. 
Okay. So then she meets a guy named Will, and she and Will get married, and they have a son named Colby. Okay. Um, like the cheese. Yes. <laughs> Colby Jack. Colby Jack. And she left Will when Colby was born and started dating a guy named Joe. How shortly after? Um, not sure. And then everything I found... Or not long, you mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. What did I say? Not Not short. short. (laughs) (laughs) I think I meant to say not shortly after, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, not long after. Good thing you caught that. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why if I, like, if either of us did this by ourselves, like, there's no one there to catch us being stupid. (laughs) I know, like, the facts would be way off. We'd be like... (laughs) saying things that are totally off the wall yeah okay (laughs) and then also something that was confusing to me colby kind of disappears entirely from this story so i assume she left colby with will okay and is will the father is raising him because he is not with her when she moves with her next couple husbands like he's not in there in the picture like at all so it kind of seems like she kind of left him okay yeah probably for the better Uh, yeah i would say so um so joseph ryan is her third husband and she has her daughter tylee with him and when tylee was three years old their marriage ended so it was like a three-year marriage Mm mm-hmm and in 2005, Lori meets her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, who is 49 at the time, and he lives in Austin, Texas, and they meet because um, she was a hairdresser and she gave him a haircut and kind of just hit it off. And they marry in 2006 after a year of dating, and Lori is Charles' second wife, and he is her fourth husband. Okay. So... I was just going to say, like, I think, I mean, I would almost not count the first one because it was yeah. like, uh, but then again, it did kind of set off a serial of just getting married to the guy you're yeah. dating. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like she learned her lesson from that high school experience. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> like, she would find someone new very, very quickly. Right. After leaving another person. Um, so... She has Colby and Tylee at this point, but Colby, like I said, is kind of out of the picture, not entirely sure because they don't mention him again in articles and things and Mm -hmm. documentaries, Um, at least the ones I've seen. So Charles has two sons of his own from his first marriage, and they're in their teen years, so they're older. Okay. And the family all moves together to Phoenix, and Tylee goes with. She um stays with them and her father also dies of natural causes oh so joseph ryan her third husband is dead i'm not sure at what point he died like if they're married still or not yeah i'm not sure if it was after well their marriage ended so it was after they were divorced okay so that's why tylee was in her custody yeah Primarily. So I wonder if he hadn't died, if Tylee would have lived with wow. her dad or not. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like at least would have had custody so then it would have been harder for her to be able to move to Yeah, Phoenix. move around and everything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in Louisiana, uh, that's where Kay and her husband Larry live and they had just adopt, they adopt JJ when he's seven weeks old. Um, and as he gets a little older, Kay and Larry realize he has autism. Mm. So they, like I said earlier, they knew they were getting older. So in 2014, Lori and Charles adopt two-year-old JJ into their family. Okay. From Kay and Larry, his grandparents. Mm-hmm. So Tylee becomes very, very close to JJ very quickly. She really kind of takes it upon herself to raise him. She's kind of like a kind of like a mother figure she's very very protective of him and they did like everything together oh yeah I think that's, that's so, so sweet cute. that is so sweet yeah i love that for them really adopted him into the family yeah um Lori was a mormon and charles converted to her he was raised catholic i think and he converted to mormonism and they went to church every sunday 
Um, and he was pretty happy with that lifestyle. So that's what they did. And in 2018 is when Lori and Charles' relationship starts changing and going downhill. So they lived happily and totally normal for like four years. And everyone says, like, there's no way you would see it coming. Like, Lori never, ever gave any reason why she would just, like, go crazy, you know? Like, they were, yeah. they went on vacations all the time. They were, like, very, very happy. And it just, like, clicked. Yeah, that's, that's what I saw. That's what I had always heard. Yeah. That's always, like, Ellie and I, Ellie was watching, like, this documentary with me last night about Your sister. This. Yeah, my sister. And we, she looked at me and she was like, I, that's so scary that anybody at any given time in their life might possibly snap and be a different person. I was like, that is something I do not want to think about. Well, that's the messed up thing is you just, you don't know what's really going on in someone's head. You never truly know anybody. Yeah. I mean, even, like, even you, like, you and me. I mean, we've known each other since we were five. And in the end, it's like, you know a version of me. Right. You know, you know, but you don't know, like, the real me. In the end, only I know who I truly am, which is insane. And even then, even then, you don't really know. You don't know what you're capable of or anything. It's it's all good or bad, is what I'm saying. Exactly. It's just all so crazy how the, the, um human mind works i know it's, it's kind of scary <laughs> it's scary it is i never ever want to access any part of my brain that might be even a little bit crazy yeah <laughs> that never surfaces in my life oh my god i think i think the um key to it all is just being aware yeah. is being aware okay this could happen so let's make sure it doesn't right <laughs> Um, mental health. Yeah. It's a thing. Exactly. (laughs) So in January, 2019, uh, Charles comes back from a business trip and finds that he is locked out of his house, that Lori has locked it. So he calls the police and they help him get in the house and nobody is there. Lori, JJ, and Tylee are gone. So Lori calls him and said she was in a hotel and she didn't want him anymore. And the police are asking questions like, why would she just leave? What's going on? And Charles tells the police that these past couple months, Lori has been saying very crazy things. She threatened to murder him because she thinks he's not Charles anymore. She thinks a spirit has possessed his body and like he's somebody else living with Charles' face. She thinks she is a resurrected being. She says she's a god. And all these crazy things. And we'll get into some other things she Mm -hmm. says later, too. But that's... And he said it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it just started happening these past couple months. She started saying these things. So he requests for the police to order Lori to have a mental evaluation. Try and find out what's, what's going on. Yeah. So she goes to the station. And she is just like cool as a cucumber laughing with the police like he cheated on me and he's just making up all this shit to try and make me seem like a bad person but really I caught him cheating and the police are like okay well you're telling one story he's telling another we're trying to just figure out the truth you know and she's like oh yeah you're just doing your job but I'm just saying like she's like she knows what to say you know well see and then that's the messed up thing because People that are delusional like that, you think, okay, they're going to be, like, shouting it from the rooftops. They're going to, they're not going to know that they shouldn't be saying these things or, like, that they sound crazy. Yeah. Normally, yeah. So, the fact that she's just now covering it, it's like, what level of awareness are you at? Do Do you, in the end, know that he's not actually, like, that you're not actually a god? And Right. Are you just, are you just saying this to your husband to freak him out i don't understand yeah it's like on some level maybe if she does truly believe that stuff there's still some level of her brain that knows don't tell the authorities that and that is like two separate polars of your mind right exactly yeah yeah i don't get truly the mind you'll never know it really Mm -hmm. oh my gosh so Tylee actually backs Lori's story up about this as well. And 
she agrees with her mom and tells police, yeah, we've had to leave the house two or three times throughout the years because he got so angry we just left. So Tylee could be just saying that, obviously, but they don't really know at this point. But also just because you guys have a, a few bad fights and like, okay, he might he might have gotten really pissed off and yelled and, and seemed scary and so then they left. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing, but but it doesn't necessarily mean he cheated. Yeah. It just means that he has a temper and I mean, if you want to leave him for that, that's one thing, but like, that's not what your argument was. Right. Um, so Lori gets cleared of this mental health evaluation and she decides to cope with this new accusation against her by taking Tylee to Hawaii for two months. So it's just her and Tylee. So she leaves JJ either with Charles or with his grandparents, I assume. Okay. But he didn't go with. Okay. Yeah. In February 2019, Charles goes to the court to get their marriage dissolved. And he accuses Lori of taking money from their business accounts, which was about $35,000, and that Lori's religious beliefs were very bizarre and he just in his document he said he couldn't cope with them some other things she had been saying that shows up in this paperwork for their marriage is that she thought she didn't need to eat anymore that she had lived many lives she's been to other planets and that bullets couldn't harm her anymore and she was immortal yeah um and her brother adam uh she has two brothers adam and alex and her brother adam says He backs Charles up and says, she's been telling me these things as well. And she told him she thought she was bulletproof and stuff as well. So he back, he actually backs Charles up with these claims. I just don't understand. Uh, I remember reading articles about this and just being like, where did this lady come from? (laughs) Literally. She also told her brother Adam that she was having visions about the end of times, that there were prisoner camps in the future that were in storage units where people were being kept in storage units, and that an angel would help her dispose of Charles' body if she ever decided to kill him. You. Yeah, like, who says these things? Uh, you know, I we mean, hear, there are people that talk about the end of times all the time, and, like, then they're talking about, oh, this is going to happen. That's one thing, but then to say an angel's going to help you dispose of a dead body. Right. You. That's different from a little doomsday prep, you know? Like Yeah, right. <laughs> come on. You, do you ever watch that show? I used to watch it all the time. Yeah, doomsday sometimes. Preppers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would um, be good at it. I think I think my family would specific I know this is off topic, <laughs> but I think my family would specifically be good in an apocalypse. I could see that for you guys. I totally. mean, <laughs> we have the nurse <clears throat> me. Uh, we all like farming. Well, no, we don't. Uh, we have a garden. <laughs> oh, gosh. Slight north. <laughs> I say we like farming. Well, no, we have a garden. It's an intense garden, though. Yeah. We we know how to grow our own. So our own. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Um, whatever. I think that we could have some veggies is yeah. my point. And then um, we go hunting Mm-hmm. Um, we all know how to wield a weapon <laughs> and not just guns, bows and crossbows too. <laughs> Emily, one hanging on the wall behind you. Yeah, Emily looks behind me because there's literally a crossbow hanging on my wall. I mean, we'd be good. I think we'd be pretty set. The only, yeah. the only thing is those are the people that die first. <laughs> True. Cause they're like, I got this. Yeah. Me? I'm just going to wait it out in my bunker. You know? Everyone just, I don't know. I think, Emily, you'll, you'll be the one that's like, how is she still alive? <laughs> like, you'll make it. Literally. And I get this basis from when we were little. I was the one who would hide when you play hide and seek for the longest time in the weirdest spot and just wait out everyone else to get caught. So that that would be my strategy for the apocalypse. Emily would be like walking down the road. Some looters would come up and and check her bags and just books. Literally, <laughs> like, where's your food? Where's your nourishment? Nourishment, <laughs> nourishment. of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Emily. Yeah, literally. But then, but then she'll make it. She'll actually survive, like a cockroach. S- somehow. 
She'll just be able to climb up a tree and read a good book for the whole apocalypse. That's me. Eat the bark. I don't know. Yeah. I sound like a total hippie. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you're just a bookworm. That's true. It's true. (laughs) Anyway. Well, anyway. (laughs) That was a way off topic. I mean, yeah, a little bit. So, around this time that Charles is trying to get their marriage dissolved, I don't, I don't necessarily know the difference between, like, annulment, well, I get the difference between divorce and annulment, but, like, in dissolving your marriage. Maybe it's, like, maybe it's just one side, more one-sided. Oh, yeah. I don't know for sure, though. That's just kind of what I would take. Like, if he goes and he's trying to get a divorce. Right, and it's not mutual. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. So while that's happening, I just lost my <laughs> While that's yeah. happening, my brain died. Um, Charles makes Kay, his sister, his life insurance beneficiary. So he switches it from Lori to his sister. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Good job, Charles. Yeah. And one month later, after he does this, Lori's brother, Alex Cox, so not Adam, Alex, Calls 911 saying that he got in a fight with Charles and shot him in self-defense. Yeah. Um, Police get to Lori's house because this happened at her house, but she wasn't there. Um, And Alex is very calmly outside. He's like, yeah, he's inside. We got in a fight and I had to shoot him in self-defense. And he's just very, very calm. He kind of makes a couple jokes on like the 911 call or not exactly jokes, but he's like, um... They're, they're like, would would you want to try and CPR now? And he goes, I don't know how to do that. And they said, well, I can talk you through it on the phone. And he goes, okay, sure, I'll try. Like, that's kind of his attitude. Um, So very suspicious. And Charles is dead. And as the police are there, Lori and Tylee show up. They pull up to the house in the car. And Lori is smiling and talking. When she's talking with the officers, she's like, um... She's like, he asks her, when did you move there? And she said, only three weeks ago. And he goes, oh, wow. And she said, she laughs and says, oh, yeah, I have to like go up to my neighbors. Like, sorry, neighbors. Sorry for the commotion. They're going to think we're weirdos now. Like, ha ha. Like, you should be more worried that your brother just shot your husband to death. And your daughter's standing right there next to you. Right. Um, There should be more going through your mind than what the neighbors think. Yeah what the heck this it's so bizarre because it's like i want to know the altercation i mean i guess this this brother has his own um what's what term i'm looking for um to decide whether or not he's guilty trial trial yes right (laughs) he's gonna have his own trial Mm -hmm. to decide whether or not this was really in self-defense exactly i've always thought about that this is another thing that's kind of off topic, but like, so if somebody were breaking into my house and I were to use self-defense and I were to shoot them, mm-hmm. for one, I always think, okay, so what I want to shoot to injure or what I want to shoot to kill. Right. Because I really don't want to kill somebody, but also you want to stop them. Yeah. Police officers are trained. They are never trained to injure. Mm-hmm. They will never shoot an arm or a leg. They don't do that. They shoot to kill. Mm-hmm. At least that's what they're trained to do. So yeah. I always think about that. So I think I would, in the end, I would shoot to kill, which is really messed up. But then I, what I really think about is would then I disarm them, whatever, tie them up, mm-hmm. I don't know. Then would I try to save them? Because yeah. I am also a nurse. So then I'm also like, Ah. I also have this sense of responsibility because, I mean, I've taken care of people that are not good people. Yeah. And I still take care of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do. Or would I just run out and be like, oh, I got to get to safety. Yeah. In my mind, I'm a badass and I tie them up (laughs) and I save them too. So that's... (laughs) the ultimate hero. So yes. So in my mind, what happens is someone's in my house. I shoot them to kill them, but I don't kill them. I actually saved them. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, so Lori informs Charles's two sons of his death 
36 hours after through a text message. Oh she my god, that is so much. Does not tell up. them their dad is dead for 36 hours and then just casually sends it in a text message. Ugh. She's nuts. That is so messed up. I mean, I do kind of think that the police the the officer should have taken responsibility of that because it's like you don't only inform the ex-wife. Right. Or like And I'm not sure if they were totally divorced yet either cuz he was oh, filing the paperwork mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But still, mm-hmm. I feel like they should have informed more family. He, I mean, his sons would be his next of kin. Like, right. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think the police should have notified them. Yeah. Not left it up to her. No. Gosh. I, can you imagine getting that text message? Like, is this a joke? Yeah, like, I wouldn't believe it. Oh my gosh. That's I was just so insensitive. Because I'm sure that they had also been hearing all of the stuff that uh, she was already saying. Yeah. So then to be like, then get that text, they're like, okay, she's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. And gosh. I get they're old enough, they didn't live in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Clearly. So, yeah, that's just, that's crazy. Right. And then a week after that, Lori finds out about the life insurance policy being switched to his sister Kay, and she was furious. Because it was about, I think it was $1 million policy. Wow. So she didn't even know. No, she didn't know he had switched it. She expected to get the money, clearly. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, because I, I was thinking, well, maybe her and her brother worked that out. Mm-hmm. But then he's he's going to jail. Yeah. So, at least. And the, the way, if she told him to do that, I mean, she just totally threw her brother under the bus and, like, do this for me. Like, because that's kind of how I imagine it went down. Yeah. Is her saying, do this for me. Like, I, I'm sorry. I love my brother and my sister. I'm, I'm not going to kill somebody for you. Right. I'd turn your ass in if they ever killed anybody, too. Ellie it, and I, yeah. we've, we've talked about it. She was like, yeah. I'd turn your ass in. I was like, I'd turn your ass in. So, <laughs> Yeah, those things where it's like, oh, I'll help you hide the body. No. No. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I ain't going down with you. No. Uh, I'm, prison doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> um. So, Kay begins to be suspicious and scared for her grandson, JJ, at this point, mm. when uh, she realizes how mad Lori is about the life insurance. She kind of gets suspicious of how her brother Charles died. Well, it's messed up, because it's like, okay, so you are able to think, of, like, worry about what your neighbors think, and able to, like, laugh when you find out he dies. Oh, but then you find out you don't get the money, and then now you're upset? Yeah. Like, Screw that. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So on August 10th, 2019, Kay and Larry talked to JJ on a video call, but they noticed that it seemed kind of strange and staged that JJ kept looking up at somebody like behind the camera and it ended very abruptly, kind of like he was being coached on what to say. And that's what it seemed like to him. Right. Like, oh, everything's fine, you know. So Kay and Larry become very concerned for JJ and Tylee. And then three months go by without them seeing any seeing them. No calls, no messages, no contact at all. And they realize that they the family had moved to Rexburg, Idaho at this point. And they had no idea that they had even moved. Oh my gosh. That would be really scary, you know, in their position. Totally terrible. Well, and... I don't know if they really realize how serious it is. Yeah. But then again, someone is dead. Mm-hmm. So they, they could be kind of thinking this is super serious. Yeah. So Larry and Kay request the police in Rexburg, Idaho, to go to their house and check on them. Because they haven't seen their grandkids in months and months. So And they're hearing no word from Lori or anything. So the police go to the house... But they find Alex Cox, Lori's brother, mm-hmm. and a man named Chad Daybell at the house. JJ, Lori, and Tylee are not there. And the police are like, this house is Lori's house. Who are you people? What are you doing here? What's going on? Alex tells the police that JJ was with his grandmother, which is Kay, in Louisiana. And the police are like, haha, she's the one who called me to come check on you. So no, he's not. 
caught him in a lie. Yeah. And Alex is kind of like, oh, that, that's weird. That's last I heard is that JJ was with him. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, is Alex the guy that shot Charles? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there are, there's nothing at this point, like any charges against him or something. Okay. Yeah. So Lori comes back to the house and she tells the police that Melanie Gibb, who is a friend of hers, has JJ in Arizona and that Tylee had started attending BYU college. So she was away at college. And police contact Melanie and Melanie says, nope, I have not seen JJ for three months. I don't know what she's talking about. She's telling, they're all telling lies that are so easy to track and disprove. Like, right. oh, you're stupid. Yeah. Ugh. Like, um, what, you think it's just going to go away? Yeah. Like, like they need to get contact with the kids. They're just you and not contact these people you're saying they're at. Like, right. And you're just making yourself sound more suspicious the more cover-up stories you tell. Right. They find, police find a bottle of JJ's pills for his autism treatment at Lori's house. And two weeks later, Kay and Larry get a call from the police in Arizona saying that Alex Cox, her brother, Lori's brother, is dead. What? Yeah. And why did they call the Kay and Larry? Um... I think because they had been making so many inquiries about what's going on that police agreed to give them any information of what was going on in the household. So I feel like... Yeah, so am I. But Kay and Larry really, really pushed the police to, like, look into things. And they were a driving force. So I'm sure... And the police were just... I guess they were just very receptive with them. Yeah. You know? Um, so Alex was ruled to die of having blood clots, which his brother and dad both had. So it kind of ran in the family, but their brother Adam said, no, Alex never, the two of us had him, but he never, ever had blood clots. So that's weird. And, but his autopsy was ruled as a natural death and he was 51 years old. How convenient. Oh, yeah, that's what I think. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you can. You can totally develop a blood clot, and it could kill you. And you can, anyone can get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could get it right now, and it's, like, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. But. but what? The circumstances. Yeah. Are suspicious. So, on December 24th, Christmas Eve 2019, a press release goes out about the kids, and that's when this blows up and becomes national news and january 30th 2020 Lori is seen in hawaii with chad daybell and her children are nowhere in sight and they're in Kauai. and <clears throat> press find her in Kauai, and she says no comment like she doesn't talk to them she does not care. A reporter tells her that people around the world are praying for her and her family and her children. And she says, that's great. And the reporter is like, that's great. That's all you got to say. And she just says, no comment. And her, she just keeps walking with Chad. Like, the interview is, well, it's not even an interview because she's not really speaking. But, like, the video is, she's so, like, whatever, whatever. So they're not technically missing people, persons yes, yet? Her children are. They're missing. They're missing. And she's on vacation in Hawaii while this... And her her story is nationwide news, so people are very interested from all over. And she's the mother, and she just doesn't appear to be interested. Yes, this is what I remember following. Yeah, me too. I remember following this and being... At the time, like before anything, being like, she knows something she did something you know right i mean yeah exactly that's what i thought like right away i'm like okay so she did it yeah it's it's one of those cases where it's supremely obvious but you like can't nail it and for the police can't until that's insane yeah because well they can't you can't do anything technically because if you were to press charges and then go to trial you need to make sure you have the evidence exactly otherwise it's a mistrial or whatever and then they can't or they're found not guilty 
And then you can't go back and for the same thing. Yeah. So, please find out. She has been married to Chad. Or she is married to Chad now. And they're living in a fancy gated community in Hawaii. Chad Daybell is an author of 20, at least 20, doomsday books, books about the end of times and near-death experiences, things like that. He's like, he's a leader of a lot of doomsday prep courses and gives speeches and talks to people, but he's very, very extreme. And eventually, one of the doomsday prepper, like, organizations, like, I don't know what it's officially called, like excommunicates him from it because they say his teachings are like bizarre and it's not really like that he got too warped with it and it's not really about like prepping, you know? It's about, he starts talking about like really bizarre things, are which we, I'll get into a little later. Okay, are we going to find out like how, um, what am I, what am I saying? Are we going to find out, like, why, if Lori was talking to him and that's why she started talking, like, all that, those things? Like, was she yeah. already in contact with him when she started acting, like, weird like that? Yeah, she was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. So it could have been his influence. Well, I suspect it was a yeah. lot. But also, I feel like your brain has to be kind of in a place to be influenced. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's true. Like, I don't know. Maybe she just was really susceptible to persuasion i feel like what it could have been is like she's bored with charles Mm -hmm. she wants something new in her life she's bored with the life that she has and then this new guy comes up he lives in a really nice place in hawaii or he has money i don't know i mean i feel like you have to have money to be in a gated community in hawaii yeah and and um so now i think that you know when you're like like that that when you're in a new relationship then it's like everything that that person, or you have a crush even, everything that that person's into then all of a sudden is really interesting to you. Yeah. Like when I started dating Kendrick, all of a sudden I started playing volleyball more. <laughs> I'm not yeah. good at volleyball. I don't play volleyball. <laughs> but it's like now I play volleyball because my boyfriend dies. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that. So maybe that's kind of what it was, was like she had an infatuation with him. So then anything he was interested in, she was. And then mm-hmm. she kind of, it warped her brain to like think more like that. Yeah, totally. Um, the Kauai police issue a search warrant on their home and their car. And they find JJ's iPad, Tylee's ATM card, and their birth certificates. But no other sign of things. So like their clothes... There's no sign of children actually living with them. They just have those items. Yeah, like a few belongings. Yeah. Um, Lori is issued a court order to show up in Rexburg, Idaho with her kids to prove that they are okay. And if she doesn't show up, she will be issued with contempt for court. And I remember when that news dropped as well. And I was like, okay, she has five days. We're going to find out in five days if she shows up. Like, I remember that part yeah. too. So January 30th, 2020, her deadline expires. She does not show up. Of course. Um, Some neighbors recall uh, Lori and her brother Alex loading up the truck on November 26, 2019 at their home in Rexburg and that they just disappeared. But the neighbors did not see the kids with them when they were loading up this truck. So investigators are trying to find out the timeline of what's going on, when did they move, when did she move to Hawaii, stuff like that. Lori enrolls JJ in school in Rexburg and hires a babysitter for him, but pulls him out of school in September of 2019, saying he's going to be homeschooled now. So it sounds like now her plans for whatever happens with her kids start in early September, Mm -hmm. as far back as that. Um... Larry contacts Lori's former apartment manager and she tells him there was a garbage when they went in to clear out Lori's stuff when she moved to Hawaii. There was a garbage bag of young boys clothes and a Star Wars backpack and some of Tylee's clothes as well. And so Larry is getting very, very nervous, Kay and Larry, because if the kids were with her hidden somewhere, their belongings would be with them, but their right. belongings were left. So that's looking more... That's really sad, sad and scary. Yeah. yeah. 
Lori rented a storage unit in Rexburg after October 1st, or on October 1st of 2019. And on the security footage of the complex, her and Alex are seen dropping things off. And it shows Alex taking out heavy totes on October 28th. Two men, they assume it might be Chad and Alex, one of them's definitely Alex, um, come with heavy totes on that day and just throughout the days, throughout September and October, randomly, people are coming to that storage unit with boxes and things and it's it's weird. So the police search the storage unit and find it's full of the kids' things. Photos, bikes, a JJ's scooter, Tylee's clothes, basically all of their belongings are in this storage unit. So it's looking even worse that none of these things are with the kids right exactly like so i don't like this i know Lori is arrested in hawaii a month after her contempt of court and the kids have been missing for six months at the point when she gets arrested she denies the charges and she's given a five million dollar bond and is being extradited to Idaho. She faces, um, so the charges she has against her at this point are contempt of court, two counts of child desertion, and, um, child, two counts of child abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. So, because they don't have anything else on her at this point. Right. So that's what she's going to be facing. That's something. That's something. And at least it brings her back to Rexburg. She can't hide out in Hawaii anymore. Right. She can't be free. Yeah. But Chad is free. He doesn't have any charges because there's, at this point, they're not really, they're not his kids. There's nothing to connect him. Mm-hmm. But he decides to leave Hawaii and moves to Rexburg um, at this point as well to be close to her. And he has property there. Um, so he moves into his house in Rexburg. Chad was raised in a devout LDS family. What's LDS? It's... The Church of the Latter-day Saints, which is the Mormon church. Oh, okay. Um, so he meets Tammy Douglas at BYU, where they both studied, and they live in Utah, have five kids, and that's where Chad started writing his books about Mormon. Well, at first he wrote books about Mormon teachings, and then it started to get darker, which is like his weird stuff, like the near-death experiences and doomsday and things like that. Um... And he claims he can see others who are dead, and he also claims that he has seen and spoken to Jesus. So, um, sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, Mormons do not speak about visions, dreams, or any kind of spiritual things like that. It's a big, big departure from their religion. Oh. It's very taboo. You don't talk about that stuff. Okay. So... The fact that he's saying these things is not, it, it's not Mormon teachings. So it's not to do with his religion. It's just to show he kind of like warped into something totally crazy, you know? So the church, the LDS church kind of excommunicates him as well because he's very open about these teachings of visions and things. And they say, that's not part of us. So see ya. Um, his 20 self-published books, so they're self-published, Um, which is different from, like, through a company, you know. They don't make that much of an income. He gets about $2,000 a year from his books. So he needs more money. So he's also a grave digger on the side. Mm. Um, That wouldn't be... Don't like that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but, like... Well, I... Not my career of choice. (laughs) I, I, I don't like it because... Now we're questioning if he dug graves. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's bad in this situation. You know, right. like, okay. He said he had two visions telling him to move to Rexburg, that he sh- that's where he should be. And October 9th, 2019, Tammy, his wife, is shot at with a paintball gun in her driveway by a man in a ski mask, but the paintball gun was not loaded. So she thinks maybe someone was just trying to scare her, but she doesn't know why. And 10 days later, Tammy does not wake up. And Chad calls the police and they rule that she had just passed away in her sleep, but she had no illnesses or conditions. They couldn't find anything. 
that might have been wrong. What is happening? Yeah, it's very chaotic. I just don't understand. Yep. And then Chad marries Lori in Kauai two weeks after his wife Tammy died. How convenient. Right? And he had just gotten her life insurance as well. And he had just, he had upped it a month before her death to the maximum amount you could get from life insurance. So maybe that's where the money came from oh for their Hawaii gosh. trip. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, okay, if you're going to do this, like don't do this, obviously. I'm not saying do this. But mm-hmm. like, why would you go two weeks? How suspicious is that? Like, hello? I know it's all, they did not go about it right. Like, no. this clearly had some sort of planning, but then at the same time, zero planning. Right. I'm also wondering, what the heck is up with that paintball thing? Yeah. It's I'm, very weird. Because even if it was him, like, what was his plan? I just right? don't it's get it. It's a paintball it. gun. Like, yeah. An unloaded paintball gun. Yeah. Whoever it was is stupid. But then she conveniently died nine days later, mm-hmm. so... Was that related or was that just a bizarre coincidence? Yeah. Because what if it was, what if it was him and he was just, uh, I don't know, was he trying to be like, oh, she's getting threatened and then he was going to perform like a break-in or something and then decided not to? Yeah, I feel like maybe that was the plan. Like, oh, somebody had tried to attack her. It was probably them. Yeah. If it couldn't be proven that she had just passed naturally, which is what the autopsy ruled. So, I don't know. Yeah. We still don't know about that. (laughs) Right. So, hopefully that will come out in the trial. Imagine, like, that that was just you being a a kid goofing around and you just want to mess with people in your neighborhood and then now it's part of a murder trial. That would look so bad if that ever came out. Right. Like, for you, if that was the truth. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, that was actually Um, me. I was just kidding. I was just being being a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, okay, just go on. don't do things like that, right, guys. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so, at her bail hearing, Lori wears a bulletproof vest under her jumpsuit because the police suspect, like, the it was just a bail hearing. And the courtroom was packed and there were tons of people outside. They suspected someone would try and kill her. So, they're kind of trying to, they had a decoy going into the building and everything to try and protect her from being killed because of how big this story was in the nation people were pissed at her well Um, it's just the audacity too to mm -hmm. you know allow your to abandon your children because we don't know what happens to them at this point yet so to abandon your children go off to hawaii when your kids are missing Mm -hmm. like no matter what that's neglectful parenting and screw you yeah so people are mad i'm one of those people (laughs) yeah same same not saying I would shoot her, but I get the <laughs> anger everybody had at her. Totally. Um, her bail is lowered to $1 million, but her and Chad still don't have that kind of money. So there's no way she's going to get out of jail. Um, so then it starts to come out of how Lori and Chad met. Lori met him in 2018 at one of his doomsday events. And she becomes, after this event, fascinated with what he's teaching. Near-death experiences, um, unconventional beliefs, and just very all those bizarre things she started believing kind of stem from there. And he's kind of fueling the fire for her with his teachings. And she also started telling Charles around this time her third husband, she was one of the 144,000 people who would be there when Christ returned. And it was her big, big thing that she was going to be there when Christ came back to earth. And her nephew says Lori once had a, claimed she had a screaming match with the devil himself in her home. Like she screamed at him, (laughs) whatever. And that she started believing she was put on the planet to get rid of zombies. Like, that was her mission and purpose in life. Where are the zombies? Right. Are they just not here yet? Yeah. Um, Her friend Melanie said, told the court that 
she had said multiple times to her that she, Lori believed Tylee and JJ were zombies. So basically, anytime they like acted up or something, she's like, you're a zombie. You're not my children anymore. So <laughs> that is like, yeah. a, like imagine you're probably like, nope, get away from me, zombie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just horrible. It's, yeah. So bizarre. Um, Tylee is last seen September 8th, 2019, post when she posted pictures at Yellowstone on a trip with the family. And Alex can be seen in those photos as well. Um, Chad is the one who kind of created this story about the zombies. Um, and in his divorce filings, Charles said Lori had told him Charles was a zombie as well. So this zombie idea, they kind of start believing perhaps it influenced her to actually believe her children were zombies and, you know, want to get rid of them. Right. Yeah. Um, Melanie says the last time she saw JJ was four days after Lori first claimed he was a zombie and that he was unenrolled in school a few days after that as well. So nine months of being missing, Alex's phone records show that he was at Chad Daybell's property multiple times in September, including September 9th and September 8th, which was the last time Tylee was seen. And just days after JJ is last seen, September 22nd. Um, So the police go to Chad's house with warrants and the FBI assist as well. And they look and start digging on Chad's property near a fire pit. And as Chad's house is being searched, Lori calls him from prison to kind of comfort each other. It's disgusting. Mm. And he's like, yeah, they're searching the house. And she's like, okay, well, what can I do for you? And I'm like, nothing, bitch, you're in prison. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was kind of like neither of them are admitting anything over the phone because she's calling from prison. They're listening. But you can definitely tell he's like nervous about it. And she gets why, you know, because police find two human remains on Chad's property. And when Chad realizes this, he tries to drive away. And there's so many people there. So many cops there. He's right. very easily stopped. And he's arrested. I mean, that's the whole thing is they're probably keeping an eye on him the whole time. You don't yeah. want them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so stupid. Um, so another weird little side note of this story of other people who may be involved Lori's niece, Melanie, it was married to a man named Brandon Boudreaux, I think is how you say it. Um, but they divorced after Melanie joined a doomsday cult. So this is Lori's niece now who's wrapped into a doomsday cult. Right. It's, it's so weird. And Brandon, after they get divorced, is shot at by somebody driving by his house. He lives... But he is able to identify the vehicle as the car Tylee used to drive. So it was Tylee's car. And so this is just like, and then nothing comes out of this story either. Because they don't don't have anything. They don't know where the car is or who the person was that shot at Brandon. But this is another like piece of the puzzle of like relatives involved in this somehow. It's so weird. Like, who are these people? Who shot at him? What's going on with that? Like, I I would like to know. I hope that comes out in the trial as well. Oh, yeah. That's literally, there's literally nothing else to that story yet. I think it probably will. I mean, that's just like such a question mark. Yeah. I bet it will tell a lot. Yeah. Um, So, two months after the bodies are found on his property, Chad has his preliminary hearing and he is charged with concealment of evidence and conspiracy to conceal evidence. But neither him or Lori are charged with murder yet. Um, The police are looking through Chad's cell phone records, and they find that September 9th, 2018, the day Tylee disappeared, Chad texted his wife, Tammy, who was still alive at this point, saying he had just shot and killed a large animal and buried it on his property. So police are kind of thinking, well, 
maybe he's really talking about Tylee. And because, I mean, is it a coincidence the day she disappears, he texts that to his wife? Also, why would you say that at all? Did he just say a large animal? Yes. That's like, that's quotes. It's not like he said like a moose or something. No, he said like a large animal, I think. Yeah. He probably, the, the way that they probably convince themselves that it's okay is by saying that they're zombies and then they're, that they're basically animals. Yeah. So he probably truly believed that. I think they did. Like, the way they lived their life and the things they believed, uh, I think it totally is a factor. Yeah. If Kendrick ever texted me and said, I just shot a large animal and buried it in our yard, I'd be like, okay, what kind of animal? Yeah. That would be my first question. I feel like anybody would be like, what okay, kind of animal? And why would you bury it in our yard? Like, you're not going to okay. eat it? Yeah. Or- whatever like was it a dangerous animal yeah it's weird it's so many questions i'd be like um why like no so jj was found wrapped in trash bags and duct tape and there was a melt partially melted green bucket with like burnt flesh in it and a partial human skull underneath which was Tylee. Tylee. So Tylee was dismembered and burned, is what it looks like from these remains. So not JJ? No. No, not JJ. That's like such, that's two completely different. Yeah. I I don't understand that. Okay, continue. It's so bizarre. Um, But that's really all the information the police have let out about the condition of JJ and Tylee. There's no um, cause of death out or anything yet um both lori and chad plead not guilty to the charges that they have and await trial um and their trial is scheduled to begin july 2021 so two months one month it's it's almost june yeah yeah so so that's what the news was then Uh uh-huh and now this week's news. Um, so originally this trial was just going to be the, you know, like the child abandonment and con- evidence concealment charges. But on Tuesday this week, they were Tuesday, May 25th. Lori and Chad are indicted on official first degree murder charges for the murders of Tylee, JJ, and Tammy Daybell. So Whoa. Yeah. So clearly the police and the police are like, mum is the word. They have not put out anything about what evidence they have to bring forth these charges, but we will find out. Yeah, you know, you know that they have evidence that they truly believe is going to put them away. I cannot, I'm so interested to hear about what it is. Yes. And police have also said there's no charges for her yet. But they are also investigating the death of Lori's third husband, Joseph Ryan, Tylee's father. Really? Yes. So what they found, they haven't said much, but what they did say is Tylee's father's death, Joseph Ryan, was ruled natural at the time. But a new re- a recording of Lori actually saying these things was found um, in which she rants about her like very insane beliefs and saying she was going to, she was planning on murdering him, Joe, but decided to join a temple instead. So they think, well, perhaps she's saying this in the recording, but perhaps she really did end up murdering him because he right. also died very suddenly. And so. I mean, come on, all these young guys are just dying all around her. Right. Her brother. Her brother, right. I hope something definitely happened with him, I think. I'm not entirely sure that was just a blood clot. So perhaps police are looking into that as well. It's not official that they are yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm there. I feel like there are ways that you can create a blood clot, whether it's a medication you take or mm-hmm. something. Yes. I, I should know. I, it probably is. I just... <laughs> yeah. And then another new thing that came out this week is that they are, um, Lori and Chad are being tried together instead of separately. So I'm not sure how common that is, but 
obviously it's looking like they did this together so that's gotta be some pretty hard evidence then that they have against them because Mm -hmm. i feel like when you try some try people separately then you kind of have two whacks at it you know yeah Mm -hmm. it's gotta be pretty damning yeah if you're sure these two people can both go down for the same thing i mean it's pretty damning on our just circumstantial yeah but you can't put someone away for life just on circumstantial can you i don't think so no i don't think so but um yeah tammy's body has also been exhumed and they have not released new autopsy results or like new findings but he is being chad is being indicted for tammy's death so obviously something came up Lori is not facing charges for tammy's death but chad is right i can see that yeah so that is so what they're officially when the trial starts in july their official charges their initial charges um are two counts of conspiracy two counts of concealment of evidence two counts each and destruction of evidence and now on top of that they have the two first degree murder and um conspiracy to murder charges so that's quite a bit i hope they're wow. guilty of all of that because i want Kay and Larry really, really, really want guilty charges. And I hope they get that because at least they will have that and the justice. And I hope, well, okay, I don't want to say I hope, but it is also, 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 (laughs) it's good to know the truth, I think. So there was going to be hopefully more evidence of what exactly happened because right we have all this circumstantial stuff but we don't know yet what exactly happened or how the kids were killed like when exactly they disappeared so hopefully that comes out for the family to know right and sorry no keep on going and i know like some people would say like maybe it's best they don't know and they don't want to know but in this like thing i watched last night like Kay and larry they want to know so if they didn't want to know i would say yeah let's spare them of that but they have said openly and publicly they want to know everything they want to know the truth i just feel so bad for them because they clearly knew something was going on they lost their son Mm -hmm. and now their grandson who they put in in her care yeah so I'm not saying that they are to blame at all because there's zero chance you can ever predict this no, would have happened. Yeah. But it's just gotta, it's gotta really mess with you a little bit. Yeah, it's gotta be a weight like they gave him to them and now her brother's dead and her grandson's right. dead. Ugh, I feel so bad for the family. Yeah, so do I. So I just hope they get what they deserve. Yep. I think so, too. All right. Well, hey, I hear the baby crying. Yeah, so perfect timing. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder.